0: championship team step inside the farm and get to know some of the top prospects in the system through exclusive interviews
1: you can listen to our prospects reflect on their season and goals share stories and learn a little bit about who they are away from the diamond welcome to the mets farm report podcast i'm your host alan suriel welcome back everybody and today i'm joined with mets pitching prospect matt allen matt how are you doing today
2: i'm doing really good how are you
1: so it's been a pretty hectic year for you getting drafted and all that stuff have you had any time to kind of relax this season?
2: Yeah, yeah, I did have a little bit of time to relax after the after the championship in Brooklyn. Um, I had about, let's see, I had about a month and a half maybe-ish, about a month to uh, kind of get home and kind of get settled again before I had to go back to Port uh, St. Lucie for instructs. And in that time, I think maybe I took like one full day off and then I kind of got back to working out and such.
1: So for you, you go from being a high school prospect, you're pitching in high school games, and then you get drafted and now you're a professional. What's the difference for you, and what are some of the adjustments that you felt like you had to make throughout the throughout the short season?
2: Definitely, I think uh, hitting my spots more. I think that uh, what I started to see is the more that my fastball started to leak into the, the middle of the zone, the more damage that there'd be done. You know, in high school, you can get away with it just from a pure velocity standpoint, but, you know, at the pro level, everybody throws pretty hard, and so they're not... Uh, You know, they're not too uh, shaken when they see, you know, harder velocity. And so I think I started to notice that just uh, hitting my spots more was key, keeping the ball down and elevating it when I needed to, um, getting my off speed over for strikes consistently. You know, I think I just started to see that the the mistakes that I made were getting uh, hit harder and and farther if I, uh, you know, if I left the ball in the middle of the zone too much.
1: So in high school, you threw a perfect game. You had 17 strikeouts in that game, and you were kind of considered the number one high school arm around the country. Most were expecting you to be a first-round pick. You ended up dropping. Was that tough for you, or was that something that you were kind of expecting?
2: You know, I think it was definitely tough. It was definitely a scenario that it was a little, you know, it was definitely frustrating. But, um, you know, the Boris Corp did such a great job in prepping me before the draft that anything can happen. The craziest scenarios can happen. And, you know, that was the crazy scenario that happened. But, you know, I really feel like I'm in the best best possible scenario with the Mets and how everything worked out and I feel like it all it all kind of happened for a reason and you know kind of looking forward to uh everything that you know I'm kind of past the draft and just really happy with how it all ended up
1: gotcha and you were actually committed to going to Florida was it hard for you to actually pass up that opportunity that experience that college lifestyle and pitch maybe in a college world series as opposed to jumping straight into the pros?
2: It was definitely uh, a long, it was a long talk with my parents. You know, everybody in my school were very, uh, you know, educational based. Everybody in my family's gone to college and uh, that kind of thing. And so it was definitely, it wasn't as easy as just saying, yep, let's go, uh, let's go to the, you know, let's start my professional career. It was a lot of talking, a lot of. Kind of like devil's advocate almost, you know, if you did this, this is what would happen. If you did this, this is what would happen, you know, that kind of thing. A lot of uh, a lot of time thinking about it. But, you know, my overall goal uh, or my first overall goal is to make it to the big leagues and then stay there. And so I, you know, I felt that starting my professional career right out of high school, you know, was kind of an opera offer. I couldn't or opportunity I couldn't pass up.
1: And bringing it back to that perfect game with the 17 strikeouts what was actually going through your mind that day what was like the lead up to the game and and once you kind of realized that you actually had that perfect game going on how were you able to stay focused in on actually finishing that game
2: you know I think honestly the my biggest thing was I just wanted to win you know we haven't been to my basically high school career until up until my senior year we didn't we didn't make it past that that um that game you know we always always lost that game it was always a tough loss um you know something happened something probably late in the game and just for the history of the for Seminole my high school they haven't been to the playoffs since it's been it's been a really long time and so I think my first thought was win and that's all that matters and then um you know I think my second thought was kind of probably around the fifth inning I was like okay I have a lot of strikeouts and I have not left the wind up you know (laughs) um, nobody's gotten on. And so, but basically aside from that, it was just constant communication with, um, Sean, my catcher, you know, I had great run support, defense, all that kind of thing, you know, third baseman, made made a really good play first baseman made a really good play. And so I think all of that was kind of helpful to, uh, keep me calm. And then I think going into the sixth or the seventh, you know, I had probably like a five run lead. And so I think that might have, uh, maybe relieved any, uh, any thoughts that I had or anything like that, but it was, uh, It was just a fun experience. You know, it was good for the team. You know, that's kind of what I wanted. I was hoping for the team that we could make it to the next uh, playoff round.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. And there's been a lot of talk about your curveball. How did you develop that pitch? Did you work on that pitch a lot? Or did you kind of have that natural feel for it from the moment you started throwing it?
2: I think I have a little bit more of natural feel but definitely a lot of time working on um you know with my pitching coach uh you know Nick Monroe pitching coach Rob Marcello um yeah I think working on any uh like flight scope rap soto track man you know that kind of thing with the uh, spin efficiency and spin rate and testing out a lot of different grips you know I think I naturally have just good like wrist position release that kind of thing which helps with the spin rate and the depth and everything it creates but There was a lot of, uh, a lot of uncomfortable times trying different things out in a bullpen trying different thoughts out you know thinking of just having different thought processes of how to release it where to release it that kind of thing and so I think naturally I had a little bit of the wrist position and that kind of thing it was just finding a grip that was comfortable but I could also throw strikes you know if you it's great if you have a a really good curveball with a lot of movement but there's a lot of things that go into it like if it pops out of your hand early major league hitters can see that or if you're not throwing it out of the same tunnel as your fastball major league hitters can see that or if you're not throwing it for strikes it's no use and so you know there's a lot of different things that went into actually forming my curveball you know I think it was just a lot of throwing it playing catch with it getting comfortable with it I think that's probably the biggest thing
1: yeah and you were able to put a lot of that on display during that championship run in Brooklyn what was it like being a part of that championship team and what were the differences that you noticed pitching in the Gulf Coast as opposed to the NY Penn League
2: it was an awesome experience. First off, you know, the guys, it was, it was definitely a different group of guys. There was a lot more college guys, a lot more, I feel like maturity. And so I, I enjoyed every bit of that. It was great being with a couple of guys that I knew, like, um, you know, like Brett, like I knew Brett Beatty from the GCLs, you know, kind of good playing with him again. It was definitely a little bit different playing in an actual stadium. Playing at night, playing in front of fans, you know, in the GCL, you're playing in front of like four fans and those are your teammates at 12 o'clock when the sun is just beating down on you. So, you know, playing in the great city of Brooklyn and with all the fans right on the beach, you know, all of that was just awesome. I think probably the biggest differences that I saw was, like I said, as you keep going up, I feel like the mistakes are going to get hit harder and harder and farther. And I think I started to see that that in the GCL, even there, I could leak a fastball into the zone early in the count. You know, in Brooklyn, I think I even felt the a bigger adjustment to need to hit my spot more get my curveball over for strikes. Uh, you know, I learned a lot about pitching. I feel like in the little bit less than a month I was there d- talking to different guys, I feel like I learned a lot more about myself and uh, in pitching, which was really helpful because I think that played into the confidence factor after my first start, you know, because, you know, I think everybody has first start jitters playing in front of fans. You know, Robinson Cano was my second baseman. So I think after that kind of understanding, you know, I belong here, I, I can compete with these guys, that kind of thing, that mindset. I think that all played into the confidence factor into my next two starts, which is, I think, why I had better success.
1: And you mentioned Robinson Cano, and we've noticed that he takes a lot of young players under his wing.
2: Did you guys talk about anything? Did he give you any
1: type of advice when he was down there?
2: I don't think anything specifically. You know, I think just the presence of him, of having him there, his work ethic, everything he does during the day, um, you know, what he eats, all that kind of stuff. I think that played a role for everybody. I think you kind of kept an eye on him. It was awesome knowing, uh, you know, you have a gold glove second baseman behind you. That's definitely a nice reassuring thought, but um, nothing specifically, I think it was more so the work ethic how he goes about his business how specific he is with his hitting drills his thought process all that kind of thing I think just really watching that was kind of a eye-opening for everybody even you know even though I'm not a hitter I think it was it's just kind of cool seeing that and how long he's played Uh, you know I think that was probably the biggest thing gotcha gotcha
1: and now we can kind of transition more to the what your future holds and just kind of things off the field do you have any personal goals going into next season
2: I want to continue to improve my fastball command. I want to continue to be able to get extension, hit the outside corner whenever I want. Cause, uh, once you can hit the outside, low and outside corner to a right-handed hitter, I believe that you can basically hit anyone on the plate you want. Um, I want to continue to improve my curveball in all aspects of that, depth, location, continuing um, to improve on tunneling so nothing can, you know, I'm not uh, tipping any pitches. Really trying to establish the third pitch in my changeup. You know, this year, I feel like it took a lot of big steps forward where uh, you you almost have to throw it because if you're a two-pitch guy, you're going to get hit because they can just ambush your fastball. And so, you know, building up the confidence that I can throw that pitch two o or 0-2 in the dirt or something like that, you know, as a setup pitch, you know to continue to improve on my mental game you know next year will be my first full season and so i got to be prepared physically for that so continue to grow in the weight room and uh you know i'm just looking forward to you know i actually just got back from instructs but i'm already looking forward to being back out there for spring training and uh, seeing all the guys and competing and all that kind of
1: thing who actually inspired you to play baseball like i'm sure you started at a young age and do you have any actual influences that you see now and you kind of want to model your game after
2: you know, I think as of recent, as I started to understand, maybe since my like junior year, sophomore year, late sophomore year, as I started to understand pitching is more than just going out there and throwing there's actual routines that go into it there's a little bit of science there's like i said with the whole tunneling the curveball spin rate understanding all of that I think i would want at least I think everybody would want to uh Garrett Cole's probably my favorite pitcher with everything that he does you know it's it's one thing to throw a hundred but it's another thing to throw a hundred with a lot of life and a lot of ride and be able to you know uh, match his curveball slider change it all out of the same slot so I think if I had somebody that i paid close attention to this year year and last year and everything that he was doing is probably Garrett Cole. I really I like him a lot. I think if there's maybe somebody, I don't know if there's anybody who really inspired me to play baseball. I think I've always just grew up around it. You know, my mom grew up with season tickets to the Dodgers. You know, my grandpa, we were always the ones playing catch outside. You know, I think everybody in my family didn't necessarily play baseball. You know, my old my older brother, he played competitively, but aside from that, nobody else really played. It was more so just played catch, just something to do for fun. I think, you know, after I always wanted to compete with my older brother and everything he was doing in high school and, you know, as he was getting older. And so I think kind of all of that played into, you know, how I started to love the game of baseball.
1: All right, I've got two more questions for you, and you can take your time thinking of this one. If you could face any major league hitter right now, who would it be and why?
2: I'd probably want to face... Uh, I'd probably honestly want to face Freddie Freeman. My family's kind of had a, my, my parents actually used to take care of him in church when he was a kid. And so I kind of have a little bit of history with his side of the family, his dad, and in his grandpa, that kind of thing. Our families know each other. And so I've had, my dad and I have had conversations with his dad about different things from the draft to hit, you know, Freddie's process and and his struggles coming up and him and Hayward and stuff that they did. And so, you know, when I was in New York, they were actually playing the Braves. I was supposed to go see Freddie at the end of the game. It was kind of all worked out, but the way things happened, it got a little busy, as I should say, you know, leaving the park and everything, but I think I'd probably want to face a. Freeman see if I've watched him a lot for a lot of years, watched a lot of video on him and kind of would want to see how my stuff plays against his.
1: Yeah, man, hopefully you get that opportunity. All right. And my last question for you is if there's one thing that you can tell Mets fans about you as a player, as a person, what can you let them know about you?
2: Just that I'm really excited and really proud to be part of this great organization. You know, I'm I'm a a very competitive player. I love to compete, love to compete against uh, basically in, in everything I do in life. I love to I love to be on top. And so, you know, I just am really looking forward to uh, trying to help the, the New York Mets, you know, win a World Series. And then I'll do everything I can to uh, help the team out and, um, you know, just be a great teammate.
1: All right. Well, there you have it. Thank you, Matt, for your time today. And the best of luck going forward this offseason and going into next season. And we look forward to seeing you up here pretty soon.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to join us next time on the Mets Farm Report podcast.
3: Okay. Picture this.